This is Lovey Dummies. I'm David. And I'm Perlan. Thanks for joining us. Expat life when you're single can be fun and exciting, but what is it like when you're married? In this episode, we talk to our friends Troy and Gracia about how they got together, how they got to Japan, and how they keep their relationship strong as expats. Let's have a chat with them. Troy and Grisha, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's nice to have you guys on the show. Um, can you give us just a short self-introduction and tell us who you are and where you are? <laughs> okay, Boo, you can go first. Well, um, of course, we're Troy and Gracia. We are, uh, we're from Jamaica. Um, We've been living here in Japan for different time periods. Um, myself, Troy, we, I've been living here for almost three years. And Grace, eh? I've been living here for, well, this year will make eight years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. good. <laughs> That's a long time. <laughs> we're we're um, assistant language teachers here. Yes. All right. Okay. Thank you, guys. Um, so all our guests in the show... Uh, we ask them a random question. This is very silly, okay. so it's up to you if you want to give silly answers as well. <laughs> but serious answers are oh. welcome. And so uh, this is our question for you. What mm-hmm. is something that is invisible that you wish people could see? Well, for me, my character. Oh, <laughs> very nice. Yeah, um, for me, what should I say? Yeah, my personality, how I feel, my heart, my soul sometimes. Oh, (laughs) very nice. I feel like we're into a really good discussion. You guys seem to be very deep people. (laughs) Okay, so Dave, do you want to start our questions? Yeah, since our topic is about being an expat couple... Our first mm-hmm. question is, why did you move and why Japan? So maybe I should start with that uh, one. Oh, sure. So I came to Japan in 2010 um, as a jet. And at that time, I wanted some adventure. I wanted, uh, you know, to experience a different kind, a different culture and language mm-hmm. from my own. And that's why I initially came to Japan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course... About five years later, yes, 2015, Troy joined me here. So, would you want to talk about that? Well, um, we were already friends in Jamaica Mm -hmm. uh, when she made the decision to move to Japan. Mm -hmm. Um, We kept the friendship going and then eventually it it changed to something else. Mm -hmm. um, That's nice. We started to do this um, back and forth thing, which was quite expensive. Um, mm. Eventually, we decided to get married, and when we decided to get married, we had to we had to choose a place, and we decided to to to, to live in in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does that answer the question? Why Japan? Yep. 
<laughs> yeah, so it sounded like Gracia was just looking for adventure. a new, yeah, kind of adventure. Yeah. That's that's really one of the reasons that I moved. Um, <laughs> but I am kind of curious about this because you guys were friends before uh, Gracia left. Mm-hmm. Um, but then something happened in that in-between space where you guys were long distance, but somehow you decided that this was... Um, like a something more sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, was it one-sided for one person, or did you both realize it at some point? Or I think at at a certain interval, um, the time was just right for both of us. Mm. And uh, I think when the time became right for both of us, then uh, it just something just mushroomed and blossomed. Mm. Yes. That it, it is interesting because it, it was five years, yeah, that you guys were apart. Really and truly, I don't think Gracia got that, that math right. I think, I think, we, <laughs> okay. I think it was like two years when we decided, two years after she left, when we decided, oh, let's see, let's be a little bit more than friends. Okay. Long and see what will happen. And then we started from there. And then... Right. Like the following, a few months after that, she came back to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Oh. She, she returned for a visit. And then um, six months after that, I came for another visit. Right. She was, mm. she was in Japan at that time for three, three years. Mm-hmm. I see. And then we continued in that sort of situation um, for one more year when we got married. When we got married, she was in Japan for four years. Oh, I see, okay, gotcha. I see. Yes, okay. so her bit mm. off. <laughs> no, no, I was talking about, when I said 15 year, 15, um, 2015, I meant the time when you came to Japan. Yeah, that's when we, I came to Japan in 2015. <laughs> mm-hmm. But she was living in Japan five years, but we were already married for a year. Yeah. I see, oh, okay. I see. That's very interesting, and uh, that's actually... Uh, what they really, really want to know. <laughs> okay. No, because it is interesting. You don't. Mm. I don't think you hear many stories about people getting together when it's already long distance. You know, it's usually like you get together and then you have to separate for some reason. But yeah, yeah, this was that's kind of a, a unique situation, which I think is interesting. Great. Mm. Right. <laughs> okay, so uh, guys, my next question is. What was mm-hmm. the decision process like? Was it difficult or did you have to weigh uh, weigh it a lot or was it easy? You, 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 you can go well, well for, for me, it was, very, it was very, very difficult. It was mm. a very difficult decision. Like, um, initially when we got together, we weren't married. We were just, she was just my fiancé. I, I really wanted to come to Japan because of... Um, it was a new place, as she mentioned. It was it had adventure. Yeah. It was far, far from, far removed from what we knew our culture. Oh. So it was exciting. Hmm. But after visiting, I I saw it. I saw a little of it, and I I knew then that maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> when okay. I got married, my mind was a little bit fifty-fifty. It was somewhat 50-50 as, should I go or should I stay? Because mm. I had a, a, a okay job. 
in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And she's a Jamaican, so she could have come back and probably got, gotten a job. Sure. And she, she had already done um, four years in Japan, so she maybe she had, a, had her fill of the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Um, I'm actually curious, what, was, what, what kind of job did you have when you were in Jamaica? I, I was I, I worked for the electrical company back home. I was um a, what they call a technician engineer. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, the job was not so bad. Mm, sure. I see. I see. Light and power company in Jamaica, which is funny. It is actually partially owned by a Japanese company. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Huh. That's very it, interesting. Uh, it's it's partially owned by a. Um, a Japanese part is owned by a job. Twenty percent is owned by the Jamaican government. Government, mm. and the other eighty percent is owned by a Korean company huh. and a Japanese company. I see. Yeah, which is weird. Okay. So I actually, since I've been here, actually, I have friends who have, who have come to Japan and training and has said hi. Oh, <laughs> that's that's pretty cool, right? It's yeah. like oh, they they came here also for business and stuff. All right. So uh, I'd like to hear Gracia's side of the story. So Troy was a little bit hesitant about moving to Japan. So uh, how did you feel about it? What was your decision process like? Well, um, initially we had uh, talked about it and we had said he would come to Japan. So really, I was not so much thinking of going home. Mm -hmm. So I was just really excited for him to come (laughs) 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 to to my husband, my new husband joining me. Mm. And so it's a different story from what he has. (laughs) (laughs) A lot about me preparing for him to come and, you know, preparing a home and so on for him to come. Okay. I see. I see. Okay. (laughs) Was the... Was the move overseas like a, an open-ended sort of thing? And like in terms of how long you were planning to stay in Japan, is it open-ended or is it predetermined like you're going to go home after a certain amount of time or are you, you planning to stay here long term? Oh, you want to go? I think it was, it was like for me, it was kind of open-ended. It was mm. kind of like, let's see where it goes. But I was at first. I was like, I don't want to spend less than a year, but I really don't want to spend more than three years. Oh, I'm coming up on so that has gone through the window. But it was more <laughs> open. Like, like I, I want to play it by here. I want to see what happens. But at the end of it, I don't want to be here entirely. Just here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But I didn't have a time frame. I didn't have a real time frame. Like, I'm going to do this this month, that next month, that next year. And then by that time, I'm out. Not really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we still don't have a set time frame. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think when, um, as we assess our, you know, our situation and so on, we'll be able to determine the right time right. To, to move on. Uh-huh. But as for now, we're staying in Japan for now. Sure. I see, I see. Okay. Yes. Did you ever have any crisis in Japan, such as like expectations didn't meet reality, cultural, you know, 
uh, and emotional crisis, things like that. And how did you handle them? Okay. Um, so I'll go first. So, of course, as a new wife, and preparing for my husband to come, I had uh, quite a, a lot of expectations. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I was preparing home, so I thought I had my own ideas of what it would be like. I'd never lived with anyone um, who wasn't a family member before. <laughs> and, you know, I, had, <laughs> I loved who was going to, to, to be... In, you know, we were going to be in the same space all together. And um, I was just, it was just all going to be perfect. Mm. And it was just going to work <laughs> out systematically. I didn't really think about the challenges that would come up. Mm -hmm. um, the differences we would have. I didn't really think about those things much, to mm. be honest. But they did come up, right? Mm. We had quite <laughs> quite a few challenges, um, just even adjusting in our in our space, um, because what was what was my space became our space, mm -hmm. and it it was a lot of sharing, compromising. Ibu, um, you don't want to add something here? <laughs> <laughs> like as I said earlier, uh, another aspect of me deciding to move to Japan because. Like, since I've been here, people would tell me that, oh, Troy, you're not leaving Japan because your wife loves it here. <laughs> and you're not leaving because your wife is going to be here. But my, I, I've always told them that my wife is not Japanese. Mm. My wife is Jamaican. So my wife and myself can just decide today and move back to Jamaica is where we're from. Right. But I came here. One of the reasons, one of the big reasons why I came here was because of religion, as I said before. Mm. I believe that we need time because our relationship was unique. It wasn't like, mm -hmm. as they've said before, it wasn't like that we had something brewing in Jamaica before. Mm. Right. And they decided to, she decided to come and then it broke off and then it got back together again. No, it was, it was basically done on a long distance thing. Mm -hmm. So we needed time to gel, mm -hmm. to get in sync. Yeah. Right, I right. knew that. And being a bit older and more experienced than Gracia, I under—I wasn't from the fairy tale land. I was—I always understood, <laughs> and I also understand that where religion is concerned, religion in developing in developing countries are brutal. Right. And we yes. Hear the religious persuasions. So when you're when you're like that in in a, in a developing country like Jamaica, mm. it'll make your relationship fail, <laughs> and then you because why? they saw in the Bible that made it fail. So if you if you go and say we are very much in love and we can make this thing work, they'll say, Ah, the Bible says that two <laughs> will not cannot walk. And they themselves will put obstacle in the way. I knew that. <laughs> so coming to Japan was an opportunity for me and my wife to be in the same space together. together. Working out mm. our kinks together, mm. jumping over the hurdles together mm. without mm. all these naysayers. So when we got here, I was aware, I was very aware of the obstacle that we would meet. <laughs> I think my wife thought something different. She thought it would be more I, I anticipated some differences as related to um to religious persuasions, but but living together generally, I didn't really think about mm, yeah obstacles. So I understand that love love is the best um, persuasion. Mm -hmm. But I also understand that people will make things up and 
put obstacle there and then say they did not put it there. Mm-hmm. And if you tell you why you failed, they didn't have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. So by coming here, the obstacle that we face, we got a chance to jump over them together. And what it did, what I'm sure it did, if, if nothing else, it created a bond wow. between us. Right. Because it took a lot of understanding. Like I was coming from a job that I was in for nine and a half years. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was coming from a country that is very is, is a lot more laid back. Hmm. I was from a place that I had friends and family. Right. Where I, I had a car, a personal mm. car. <laughs> I, I, there's no trains in Jamaica. I don't know how to be so close to people in a train setting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it's like it was like, a, and my wife was here before me, so she had already gone, already gone through that adjustment process. Right, so, right. So I came because she was already adjusted and fine, and for, and had found her coping mechanism. Mm. She didn't realize that I had to find mine. Mm. <laughs> so it took her a while to understand that oh. the way how mm-hmm. she coped to Japan, I would cope totally different and there's difference among the genders right sure. so i i that was one of the reasons i came here and i think it worked because now when obstacles come instead of we pull apart mm. galvanize mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. So, so being here and i know if it was in jamaica as soon as we had an argument I would have, I would have like a million places to go. <laughs> I would have a billion friends yeah. to go to. Sure, yes. Sure. <laughs> she would have her family members to say, mm-hmm. "You see, I told you." <laughs> but, but when we have difficulties now, it's just us. So mm, we can only be upset yeah, for us for a thirty, for a few minutes, and then we'll. Oh, it's just us and Japan. <laughs> it's just us and Japan. So what it has done, it has, it has, Bila. A bond, a bond that mm. I hope that will be inseparable. Wow. You said it well. Yes. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that is that is wonderful and actually very very encouraging because even not in a in a marriage relationship, uh, it's it's important that you know uh, you keep that that bond, like you know obstacles, especially. If you're living in a foreign country, assuming your goal is marriage. Yes, yes. So thank you so much for that. And uh, we have more questions, Dave. Um. Well, this question, I feel like we've kind of talked about your long-term goals, in ter- like just in terms of your time in Japan being open-ended. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you feel like expatriate life has? affected those goals yes, long-term goals like I mean, maybe career or the thing like is being being expats it 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 sort of um pauses hmm. your it, it pauses your journey mm. a bit mm. because Say you you want to have roots, you want to have roots and grow like a tree. Right. But being an expat in Japan, it's a temporary life. Mm. I mean, we we have tried our best to to create a, a home in Japan, somewhere where we're comfortable and 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 live as as comfortably as we we can. Mm-hmm. But 
in our minds, we know that we we won't put down roots here, uh-huh. right? And so I believe that that is somewhat that creates somewhat of a pause in our life journey and our life goals. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it does. You right. want to add, Boo? Well, I agree with Gracie. It's like um, coming here. I came here. Uh, I won't say my age, but I came here a bit later in life. So, like, I get the impression that a lot of people who, who foreigners who come here, they come here very young. Mm-hmm. They they decide really quickly within three to five years if they're going to stay or leave. Yep. And those who are going to leave, leave. Those who are going to stay, stay. Mm-hmm. For those who stay, it can be a roller coaster ride of emotions because Japan is a very homogeneous country, right. which gives you a, a, a strong sense of not belonging. <laughs> yes, and and it's you you have to up, um you have to jump over a language barrier, the language barrier, the culture barrier, mm-hmm. and Japan is quite unique in in some of its cultural expectations, mm. and um. So when you get here, you would like the anime and you would like the peace and tranquility. But after you start to live in the Japanese society for a while, I think you can get lost in mm. it, not knowing if you're going or coming. Right. So, so because of that, I think most people, what most people do is save and then move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think our journey will not be any any different. I see. Because mm. there's so much adapting you can do in Japan and no, no more. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is very true. So in uh in in that same thought like moving on Uh, do you think you're moving on to in the future, like talking about far distant future after you feel like your time in Japan is done? Uh, do you move to Jamaica or do you want to move to a different country? Well, um, well, I, as, 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 as people of, of African descent, mm-hmm. <laughs> developing country the opportunities are not overwhelmingly abundant for us <laughs> it's mm. not like we mm. can just get up and oh let's go to australia let's go to canada let's go to america mm. it's not like that mm. so jamaica will always be for me and i think for my wife our first option mm-hmm. even if it's by default <laughs> <laughs> because the opportunities are not like overwhelmingly so for us that we can go anywhere we feel and and put down roots so jamaica is always on on on, on the top of that totem pole mm-hmm. it will always be there so jamaica is our first um, place to return to however because of the economic situation you have to make sure that you're economically viable yeah and and physically ready for the rigors that will come in jamaica because it's going to be reverse culture shock again yes you <laughs> That's true. That is right. Okay. And uh, this is going to be our final question. Uh, what are your thoughts on advantages and disadvantages of living the expat life as a married couple, especially like you guys? You you came here as a newlywed couple together, you know? Uh, or 
probably any advice you can give to people who might be doing the same thing with you? Uh, so I have lived an expert, expert life as a single woman, mm-hmm. and of course, as married. And um, I must say, both, of course, have their advantages. Mm-hmm. But I really love my married expat life. I mean, we can experience new things together. We can travel together, mm. um, enjoy life together, even even weather the storm together. I mean, if you have a bad day, you know, we, we can go through it together. And so I think that's one of the advantages, the benefits that come with being married, um, being an expat who is married. Mm-hmm. Uh, another, I don't know. I hope I'm I'm answering your question. Right, right. That is right. Yes. Okay. Uh, with other couples, what I would encourage them to do. I mean, as I said before, an expat life is like a pause in mm. in journey. So it means that it's just like a, a st- standing at a bus stop, and you'll have to get on the bus and move mm. at some point. So I'm just saying to them, enjoy where you are now. Mm. And as I as I said before as well, we have done our best to create a home in Japan. So it's, I mean, I've heard a lot of people saying that they live out of a suitcase. Right, yeah. Or, you know, they can just pick up their suitcase and go, we don't live like that. <laughs> yeah. Like that. We have a home and we are happy in our home, right? Oh, very nice. Yes. Mm. So I would say to them, create a home. I mean, yes, you know that it's not permanent and you will not be there, but create a home, Mm -hmm. a happy home, Mm -hmm. and enjoy where you are now. Do as much as you can in Japan, around Japan. Just the other day, we, we went to Bali and we've been traveling. So wow, do some nice. of that. I mean, some of those experiences will never come around again. I mean, mm-hmm. so yes. I think that couples should should try to enjoy life now. Very nice. Thank you, Gracia. Uh, how about Troy? Um, like, I'm a, I'm a very, I'm a realist. So I'll tell people that um, everybody's different. Right. I've I've heard people come here and say this is this is the most mentally draining place they have ever been. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most peaceful and tranquil place they have ever been. Mm. So it, the journey will depend on the individual or the individuals that are involved. Mm. I would say Japan has been an expat in Japan. It has its ups, Japan has been very homogeneous for a very long time. Mm. There's a big language barrier that can be very difficult to to, to hurdle at mm. times. Um, it is very important not to do it like like us, in the sense that not to to play it by ear, but to have definite plans. Oh, plan mm. A, plan B, plan C. It, it it will be it will be easier. It will make it easier to to, to navigate right. the, the obstacle that, that the obstacles that may come. Don't come don't come being too over overly expectant. Mm. Don't expect it to be perfect mm-hmm. and rosy. Mm-hmm. Like for me, for example, the Japanese culture, the Japanese work culture is, is a very serious one. They yes. are very, they were a very workaholic um, society. So if you're coming from a country like Jamaica, <laughs> get back. Mm. You have to think about how stressful this kind of work environment will be on you. Mm. Because they, they are serious about their work. Yes. <laughs> In, if you're coming from a liberal country as like in America, you'll find that they are not so liberal-minded. Mm-hmm. 
so you have to you have to be aware of these obstacles. Do your your, your research, your homework. Um, mm. Know what two experiences will be alike, oh, but get as true. much as you can so you can make the general comparisons. Definitely have a have, have, have a plan A, plan B, and a plan C. Right. Because when you get frustrated, if you know that okay, plan A didn't work, but you have a plan B, it will be easier to to hurdle to to make to, to jump the difficult hurdles. Right. So I would say. Japan has its fierce challenges. It's peaceful. It is economically viable. It is, but it can be very emotionally taxing. <laughs> that is so, so true. So find your niche. Mm. And to find a niche, wherever that is, um, stick with your niche. Mm. Um, find things that make you happy. Mm-hmm. Save, save, save. Yes. <laughs> and and make and make make plans. If you if you find it peaceful and tranquil here. Then make plans to stay. Mm. Don't be here and say, "Wow, this is peaceful and tranquil," but I'm making no plans to stay. I'm still living out of my suitcase. No, mm. make plans. To stay. Yeah. Get your residency. Mm. Do what you need to do to stay. If you find it that way, if you have no plans to stay, well, make plans to leave. <laughs> <might take you. laughs> then, but make plans to leave. Don't be here and do all this stuff till you wake up one day and say, "Wow, I'm here. I'm stuck." Mm. So I've definitely. If to summarize, have definite plans, definitely goals. Um, try to make your surroundings as comfortable as possible. Find a niche and live. Live, yes. Wow, very, very nice. You know what, guys? We really appreciate that. And we are going to put these tips on our show notes because I'm sure uh, many people are going to uh, need this information because... Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, I really, I, I could relate very, very well to yes. to everything that you guys said, just in terms of making plans and not knowing whether to stay or move on and just f- realizing one day that, oh my gosh, I can't go home yet because I don't have savings or things like that, right? Mm. So these are absolutely great reminders. Thank you guys for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you guys for being on the show. It was great talking to you. Thanks for having us. Same here. All right, so that was Gracia and Troy. Now it's time for our real comments. Yes. And What did you think, Pearl? Oh my gosh, I I honestly think that this is one of the best interviews that we have just in terms of uh, the insights that they shared. I feel like Maybe it's because, also because I could totally re- relate. Sure. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So, uh, first of all, I was very um, encouraged uh, when they said that, you know, they they learn how to overcome obstacles together as a couple, you know, by living in Japan. Because like they, like Troy said, they they got nowhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> they are stuck with each other, and they have mm. to um, deal with whatever obstacles or challenges they come across together. Together, right? Yes, yes. So I think that's a very that's a very good point. Also, planning, planning. Uh, when I came to Japan, I I I basically planned my next 10 years mm-hmm. and guess what it didn't work out that way <laughs> but but what i can say is like you know this morning i was doing my quiet time or devotions mm-hmm. <laughs> um 
And I, I read uh, something written by Oswald Chambers entitled, guess what? Gracious, not Gracia, Gracious <laughs> Uncertainty. Yes. And so he was talking about, um, you know, how we should leave, um, how we should leave everything in God's hands, you know, and just since we can't forecast accurately what will happen next, all we can do is to trust that God is good and mm -hmm. God is for us. So with that, I, I, I was able to connect it and see it in the way uh, Troy and Grisha are living their lives. Like uh, they're enjoying this stage and they're enjoying um, their home in Japan, which I think is a lovely idea. Like, you know, you buy curtains, you buy <laughs> cups that you like, and things like that. And then, but at the same time, like Troy said, you got to be flexible. If you got to have uh, plans, you got to have fl plans, and you got to... Backup plans. Yes, and another backup plan, just <laughs> in case that first one uh, didn't work out. I think these are very wise, practical advice. Yeah, I feel like in some respects, when I first came here, that I was sort of of the mind of, of Gracia where it was an open-ended sort of decision. I always thought that, you know, I would stay for at least two years, and then after that, I would figure out what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And um, over time, I became more like Troy, where it was like, I, oh, I kind of want to plan things out a little bit more, or at least... Um, have something like a like a backup plan ready just in case you know what I want doesn't work out right right um, so I definitely see the value in that sort of analytical uh, way of, of looking at things and I that was one thing that really kind of resonated with me just because uh, you know Troy and I both share that engineering background and I think as engineers you you typically analyze and um, logically go about your conclusions very naturally. And so I felt like we, we kind of were in sync on that thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, one thing that stood out for me too is uh, when they talked about that they have differences in their beliefs mm -hmm. and, and in their religion, because um, it, it was also in the devotions that I was having this morning. <laughs> right, it's right. like, wow, God. So uh, it says... Uh, when we become simply a promoter or a defender of a particular belief, something within us dies. That is not believing God. It is only believing our belief, belief about Him. Mm -hmm. So that's why Jesus said, unless you become as, a little, as little children, you know, in Matthew 18, 3. And so uh, this morning, even before we had this interview, I learned that the spiritual life is the life of a child meaning we are not uncertain of God, just uncertain of what He's going to do next. And if our certainty is only in our beliefs, we develop a sense of self-righteousness. Mm -hmm. We become overly critical, and we are limited by the views that our beliefs are complete mm. and settled. But when we have the right relationship with God, life is full of spontaneous and joyful uncertainty, and expectancy. So that, I think, ties together with our interview today, which made it 
really nice, especially from my perspective. <laughs> This is a Creative Commons podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Lovey Dummies. And if you have any similar experiences or some totally unrelated stories, you can share it with us. Our email is lovenotes at loveydummies.com. Or you can fill out the anonymous contact form on our home on the web, loveydummies.com. 